The future of the auto industry is electric. There's no turning back. And as Rory says, the American auto industry is at a crossroads. The real question is whether we'll lead or we'll fall behind in the race of the future. Or whether we'll build these vehicles and the batteries that go in them here in the United States to rely on other countries. Or whether the jobs to build these vehicles and batteries are good-paying union jobs with benefits, jobs that will sustain and grow the middle class. Right now, China is leading in this race. Make no bones about it. It's a fact. You know, we used to invest more in research and development than any country in the world. And China was number eight. Excuse me, number nine. We now are number eight. And China's number one. Hello! Info Ninja. Friends, countrymen, toy collectors, boating enthusiasts, kinky couples, those living with VD, lend me your ears so I can welcome you back to the dojo. Can somebody give me a hi? Ladies and gentlemen, as you already know, please share this show. You are the ones making this this grow. You're the ones getting this information out, and I'm damn grateful for it. And our country and our planet is damn grateful for it because the more people that hear this show, the more happier people there will be. That's for sure. But the more informed people there will be and the more informed people there are, the faster things finally change. So good for you for sharing this show. Just text it to a friend, email it to someone, hit that share icon. If you're, if you're watching slash listening to this on rumble, hit that little share button and share it. Save the world. Ride a ninja. Oh yeah. Today I bring you the tale of what could be the biggest virtue signal of all time. It's not an unfamiliar tale. You're familiar with it, but how familiar with it are you? I know I wasn't until I dug into this. The, the big virtue signal, the, the save the planet virtue signal, I, I've talked about this before. I love having clean water. It's great to go rafting down a river and have it not be full of broken bottles or toxic chemicals. I really appreciate clean air. It's great to just walk outside and take in that that fresh, clean air that isn't full of smoke or anything bad. Just oxygen, just the way God made it, just blowing up my nostrils. I'm also a big fan of, of forest and hiking and, and green grass and, and mountains. Now, it depends on who you talk to, but for some people, my unwillingness to accept the fact that man is slowly destroying all those things makes me someone who's their enemy or makes me anti all that stuff. All that stuff I just told you I loved, apparently I don't love it. I don't like going outdoors and swimming and hiking and experiencing the sun. Love me some D. Vitamin D. You're sickos. If I don't buy into the climate propaganda, I am anti all that. Now, the thing is, Virtue signaling kind of requires that you have a knowledge that your end of things is is really BS. I think some of these people don't know that their end of things is BS. And today I'm going to dig in so deep to that BS like never before that you're going to have all kinds of quotable facts to to share with your friends who drive electric vehicles because they're going to save the planet. Now, again, I 
don't want to save the planet because I don't think it needs saving. I follow along the George Carlin principles of things as far as us and our impact on the planet goes. Save the planet. What? Are these fucking people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to help one another. We're going to save the fucking planet? I am getting tired of that shit. I'm tired of fucking Earth Day. I'm tired of these fucking self-righteous environmentalists. I'm tired of these white, liberal, bourgeois, liberal, white people who think the only thing wrong with this planet is there aren't enough bicycle paths. The planet has been here for four and a half billion years, all right? Four and a half billion. We've been here, what, 100,000? Maybe. 200,000? Maybe. And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat, that somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just floating around the sun. Planet has been through a lot worse than us for a long time. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, bombardments for hundreds of thousands of years by comets and asteroids and meteors, sandstorms, erosion of all kinds, cosmic radiation, worldwide fires, worldwide floods, recurring ice ages, and we think, we think some aluminum cans and some plastic bags are going to make a difference? Planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We will be shooken off like fleas when our time comes. Planet Earth will not die because of man. Now, I believe more in like the biblical side of things that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and and things are going to change in that way. Maybe that happens in our lifetime. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it happens 10,000 years from now. That's not what this episode is about. But important to note, amen, fossil fuels are going to kill us. Despite no real evidence, fossil fuels are going to kill us. They forget about planet change. They love to talk about climate change, but they forget the fact that the Sahara Desert like used to be a rainforest. The planet changes. This all happened before cars existed. So despite any real evidence, fossil fuels are going to kill us. We have to save the people. They know what's best for us. They need to save us from ourselves. Following me so far? Pretty easy to follow. Just think fascist control freaks that call you a Nazi. They tell you you don't care about people, that you're the oppressor, whitey. Remember, you can be the black face of white supremacy. So in this situation, if you're not with them, you're white to them. So to save the people from themselves, places like California are soon banning the the sale or the production of any kind of internal bustion engines. This isn't just cars. This is internal combustion engines. So this is your lawnmower. This is your leaf blower. This is your weed whacker. This is anything that you're going to run on gasoline. You can keep it. They're probably going to create some tax associated with keeping it. Uh, That's how California does things. It's hurting there. It's a bad economy. Homelessness is rampant. Let's just tax people more. That'll fix it. So their ongoing plan to turn the rest of this country into Europe and and California is starting with the banning of anything that isn't electric. They want to ban gas stoves, not not because of any real reason that makes sense, except that they can turn them off when they want to. If your social credit score doesn't meet this month's quota, if you voted for the wrong party, if you like the wrong post on fascist book, we're going to penalize you six hours of electricity this month. Hope it's not during the winter. 
oh, to save planet Earth, you cannot turn your thermostat above 85. Don't worry. We'll save you from yourself. We're going to just put a regulator on it. But if electricity starts to run low, we might have to shut it off completely. Word up, Mother Earth. So when California is banning the internal combustion engine, they must provide an alternative. The, the people have to get around. So, of course, what is their alternative? It's Elon Musk. Well, it's not Elon Musk. They're not a big fan of him anymore, but it's Tesla and it's all these electric vehicles that are popping up everywhere right now. And you know what? I think electric vehicles are kind of cool. I know how impractical they are, like as far as, you know, where you live has a lot to do with it, where those charging stations are at, unless you want to have one in your house and then never go far enough away from your house that you can't get back to your house to put more electricity in your car. But I still think electric vehicles are really cool. If there's a charging station around, if you're not going too far anywhere, you're going to save some cash on gas. It's going to cost you more for the vehicle, but I think it's kind of cool not to have to put gas in there. By the way, the real solution to all of this and the real way to stop this battery issue that we're having and the electric vehicle issue and the internal combustion engine issue that we have, the real way to fix that is going to be at the end of this episode. Just stop. You do not fast forward to the end of the episode because there's important facts that are going to lead up to it. It's build up, baby. I'm a showman. No offense, but you are a stupid asshole. So the alternative for California and for all the climate freaks all over the world is to get an electric vehicle. Now, it makes sense. Everybody gets an electric vehicle. Emissions go to like zero all around the planet. We all join hands. We sing Kumbaya and all the water's clean and everybody's friends. Sounds like a great thing. I'm all for it. Also sounds like a fantasy. And as it turns out, it really is. So their plan, everybody drives electric, kill all white people. Following me? Good. So real fact number one about electric vehicles, you're going to hear the argument Everybody on the planet starts driving them. The cost is going to come down. Eh. Actually, what's happening is the more people that are driving these things, the higher the demand is going up for lithium and nickel and the higher the price of the batteries. Now, Tesla has decided to use less lithium and less nickel to kind of level out the cost of their vehicle. Good move on Elon Musk's part. The problem is when they did that, the range of their vehicles went down. So this is the trade you're always going to have with batteries because of physics. Okay, the laws of physics are not going to change or we're going to have to create some kind of new sci-fi space math. So if they successfully saved us from ourselves and banned all these cars and got rid of them and no internal combustion engines, not even a lawnmower, not even a dune buggy. If every single thing on planet Earth, I mean, everybody on planet Earth stop using this stuff after one year. Do you know how much our emissions would go down after one year? If everybody on planet Earth started driving a Tesla, 10%. Yeah, our emissions would be down a total of 10%. You can't handle the truth. And something that is important to note, important to note, and never gets talked about. It's kind of like we forget about it. We're like, oh, we go to the, the hot dog farm and we pull a hot dog out of the ground and we eat it. No, that actually was an animal first. And then it was slaughtered and then it got processed into a bunch of stuff and then put into a casing. And then that hot dog got brought to the, the grocery store and that's where you bought it. These people actually think that about electricity. They think that it just comes magically out of the ground. Now, Nikola Tesla thought it magically came out of the air, and there's some really cool tech out there for that, but that's not what they think is going on. They think it literally just comes from nowhere. What they have to understand is, is that electricity really isn't that green. It takes a lot of fossil fuels 
to produce the electricity that you're putting into your battery. That's why if you're driving a Tesla and you're trying to save on gas, that's cool. I totally dig it. I get it. Gas prices suck. But if you're trying to save the planet, you're fooling yourself because not only did a lot, I mean, a lot of fossil fuels go into making your your electric vehicle, but a lot of fossil fuels, and I mean a lot, a lot, a lot of fossil fuels go into making the electricity that's going into your hot dog. That's what she said. So how many fossil fuels are going into making an electric car? How much work is, is done? Uh, th- this is going to blow your mind. So to, to mine the, the amount of minerals and earth required to find what you need to produce one of these batteries that goes in an electric car, you have to mine 500,000 pounds of minerals and earth to get what you need to make a battery. Say what? 500,000 pounds. How many dump trucks back and forth? How many backhoes back and forth? to do that because that's the only way these mining operations are supposed to happen, right? That's the only way that legally these open pit mines are supposed to take place. It's not human hands in there. It's backhoes and it's, it's you know, dump trucks, it's forklifts, it's, it's pieces of machinery. Men are driving those, but it's not anything crazy like that because it can get really unhumanitarian in some of these countries. It can get really scary and nasty, and that wouldn't be happening with every single battery that goes in every electric vehicle, would it? And we can dig into this um, in more depth. Um, Throughout the whole history of slavery, I mean, I'm going back centuries, never, never in human history has there been more suffering that generated more profit and was linked to the lives of more people around the world ever, ever in history than what's happening in the Congo right now. And the reason I say that is this. The cobalt that's being mined in the Congo is in every single lithium-ion rechargeable battery manufactured in the world today, every smartphone every tablet, every uh, uh, laptop, and crucially, every electric vehicle. Um, So you and I, we can't function on a day-to-day basis without cobalt, and three-fourths of the supply is coming out of the Congo. Um, And it's being mined in appalling, heart-wrenching, dangerous conditions um, and so that's why people need to know, because uh, by and large, the world doesn't know what's happening in the Congo. It's something that people sort of know peripherally that, you know, that the, they call them conflict minerals. And, you know, they know that, that they're coming from an area of the world that's very poor. But I don't think people are aware of how horrible it is. There has been have been some documentaries that have been done on it, and they're all terrifying. It's a virtue signal, folks. It's a virtue signal. Again, if you're driving the electric vehicle to save on gas, that's awesome. But if you're trying to save planet Earth and its people, remember the people you're trying to save from themselves, California, if you're doing it for that reason, you're actually contributing to like the major slave labor that happens on this planet. See, some of these these places, these people are not slaves working and they're grateful they're grateful to be in there digging in these big, dusty pits. I mean, it, it looks like at horrid, terrible place to work. Very hot, very dusty. But you know what? They're used to it. It's their climate and it's the only work there is. And they're happy to get paid one to three dollars a day. Your iPhone battery, the battery that's going in your 50, 75, $100,000 Tesla, 
that person got paid $1 a day to dig 500,000 pounds of dirt up and find what you needed for your car. By default, you're oppressing, aren't you? By your standard, by the way you judge everyone else and their behavior, they're the oppressors, right? I think you're actually the new whitey if you're the one driving the electric vehicle, at least if you think you're driving it for those virtuous reasons. Sorry to burst your cafe latte pumpkin spice bubble. So yeah, maybe these people are doing it because it's the only work they can get, but they're getting paid absolutely terrible compared to what you're paying for what you're getting. And they're using slave labor in a lot of places and they're using child labor. You got to watch the videos. It's a bunch of kids sitting around a pile of dirt, digging through it with their fingers, trying to find little pieces of rock and put it in a bucket all day, every day. You're funding this slave labor operation. Stop virtue signaling. I wonder how you feel about that. All of these people that call us Nazis because we believe in freedom, I wonder how they feel about knowing that their iPhone is being made by slave labor. I have an iPhone. I have an iPhone. And I know that it was made by slave labor. It really makes me think about buying some kind of a different phone. The problem is pretty much every phone you buy has this content in it, has nickel and has lithium. So it's coming from these mines. Now they could speak up like they've done about so many other things, you know, about pronoun use. They could speak up and say something, but they're not going to do that because that would make it real. The price of their Tesla might double. The cost of their iPhone might triple. And when it comes to their backyard, they don't want the homeless people there unless they're in San Francisco. They're in your front yard. But when it comes to like their house for like immigrants to live there, when it comes to them, you know, actually putting their money where their mouth is, it's just a virtue signal. Now, here's another crazy truth. Well, we'll call it fact number 50 of this episode. Before you even get in it and start it up for the first time, 20 tons of carbon monoxide have already gone in to producing. So that's the mining. That's the factory that put it together and then transporting it to your house or to wherever you picked it up at. An average of 20 tons of carbon monoxide has gone into that. So how does that equal out versus buying a normal car and buying a regular car? This is an interesting point. So more facts coming for you here. Listen to this one. I didn't know about this one, but it's so interesting. So, okay, 20 tons have gone into making this car. So if you were to just, you know, buy a different vehicle, what would be the differences? Okay. So the electric vehicle for the first 60,000 miles that you have it. So the average person drives, I think it's like 15,000 miles, 12 to 15,000 miles a year. So for the first 60,000 miles, let's, let's be fair. Let's say four and a half years. So for the first four and a half years that you're driving this vehicle, more carbon monoxide has gone into the production of you having that vehicle than if you just would have bought a normal vehicle for the first four and a half years. For 60,000 miles, if you just would have went out and bought a plain old Chevy, you would have produced less of the killer, terrible carbon monoxide that's going to destroy planet Earth. It's a virtue signal. It's not real. Essentially, the way it works out is at about 100,000 miles. So you got to keep that Tesla for a long time, 100,000 miles. At about 100,000 miles, you will produce around, and this is really for the life of the vehicle, you will produce around 30% less emissions if you hold on to it for 100,000 miles or more. 
Here's a question for you. How many Tesla type people, and, and I'm not trying to lump all Tesla people together, but how many Tesla type people keep their cars for over 100,000 miles? How many Tesla type people keep their cars for seven plus years? Is this something that, that you see happening often with that crowd or you see them kind of lease in and trading in and getting something new and shiny, the newest, the brightest, the best? That kind of feels a little more like that crowd to me. Now, I'm not saying some people aren't going to keep their Tesla, not going to ride and die, let the wheels fall off. Some people are probably going to do that, but apparently the repairs get kind of expensive. Your warranty usually runs out right around the time that the repairs start and people don't stick with it. Not everybody's a mechanic and a lot of mechanics around there don't work on these vehicles. Now, I'm sure that'll change a little bit over time and that's cool. There needs to be more people that work on electric vehicles because again, I think it's a really cool thing. It's just not what they're saying it is, and it's not the reason that some people are driving them. Something else to keep in mind, another fun fact for you is, is that batteries, especially these slave batteries, they really suck at storing energy. Fossil fuels are very good at storing energy. So per pound, fossil fuels have 5,000, not 5, not 50, not 500, 5,000, 5K times more energy per pound. But they don't tell you that. What they tell you instead is, is that there is a miracle battery on the way. One day, the technology, it will improve. One day, we will figure out how to make physics not be a thing anymore. One day. But today, we're going to ban your vehicle and tax you more. Because again, we know better than you know. And you having less of your money and us having more of it always works out in our favor. You would need three promotions to get to be an asshole. These miracle batteries that are going to beat fossil fuels are never ever going to be a thing. You just can't make batteries big enough. Maybe we come up with some cool new tech. I'm open to it. Let's let's do it. And again, the final solution of this is going to blow your mind. I'm going to wet your whistle again is that there's a piece of technology that already exist. We know it already exists and it beats the pants off of fossil fuels and it really beats the pants off electric vehicles. But that's coming at the end. Don't you fast forward. I'm just bringing it up because I'm building up. Again, I'm a showman. I'm like Hugh Jackman. I dance, I sing, I'm Wolverine. Wolverine is actually what I named my right testicle. My left is Optimus Prime. My third one I call Skippy, but that's for a different episode. So weird. <laughs> So here's another piece of information you can share with your battery slave loving friends. A lot of them have this dream that everything is going to be electric one day. The problem is that's just not practical. The miracle battery doesn't exist and it will never exist. Let me explain why. We would have to produce $100 trillion worth of batteries to heat Europe over one winter. Okay, maybe we just go screw it. Who, who cares about the money? Well, here's the, the other flip side to that. And tell your friends this to produce enough batteries just to get us through the winter. One winter it is in Europe. All the battery making factories on the entire planet would have to work around the clock for the next 400 years. Oh, yeah. And if we did get everybody and everything to convert to electric, we don't have enough electricity. There isn't enough. California last summer 
was running out of electricity. Governor Gruesome, who's trying to be your next president, by the way, we're going to talk more about that in a different episode. But Gavin Gruesome from California last summer went out and talked to people in a press conference and said, hey, please don't charge your electric vehicles. I know we're going to make them mandatory for everybody to have. You can't have the, the gas powered. You can't buy them anymore here. That's going to be your lawnmower too. Can you not charge those, please, for the next few days? There isn't enough electricity to go around. They will begin rationing energy and blaming you for overusing. You watched Netflix too long last night. Uh, shouldn't have charged that toothbrush. There will be rationing. It's already happening in California. How do we save the planet, though? I don't think it's taking away fossil fuels. I'm not doing this to save the planet. I'm doing this, and this is the big idea I've been baiting you with. I, I think this is what we need to do to really save the people. We're going to take an element of control away, okay, and make the people more free, and we're going to give them more of their money. And in turn, this is even better. All these people that think carbon monoxide is going to destroy planet Earth, this has zero emissions. Zero emissions. It's been reproduced over and over again. There's documented video evidence. There's documented, like, news channel evidence. It's not like some guy in his backyard, like, Frank, bring the tape recorder. Check this out. Yeah, there are videos like that, but there's actual, like, local news stations that are like, hey, this is Bob Jones Live, and I'm here with Terry, who just built this. This actually exists. There's documentaries about it. Go to YouTube, and you can watch a documentary about the guy. I think his name was Ray. Don't quote me on that the guy that built the first one that got really famous and this was back in like the 80s and 90s i think was the time frame here and everybody was reporting about it the the, the defense contractors were all over this guy everybody wanted a piece of this guy's technology and then all of a sudden he just had this this weird tragic death he drank some tea one day and ran out of his house and it just got violently ill and right before he died his last words were they poisoned me I totally believe, and if you research this, that this guy looks like he was killed by big oil because they figured out a way to eliminate big oil for real. That's why the guys that are creating these batteries, they're not being killed off by big oil because big oil knows these batteries can't compete. It's all a virtue signal. But this piece of technology, are you ready for it, would change the game. That's right, folks. There are actually engines that run completely clean i mean like zero emissions and they run very well and they run longer forever you can take an old vehicle and convert it over and this vehicle will run like brand new these machines run on water there are actual cars that run on water they've tried to say it's a conspiracy theory it's not real just go to youtube and look at this this is a real safe technology super green as can be and we're doing nothing with it when people come up with something, Big Oil comes in and they give them an option. We're going to A, buy this from you and shelve it, meaning they're going to just pay you a couple mil. They're going to stick it on a shelf and forget about it. You may have built this to save planet Earth. You may have built this to truly help the people. And the oil companies want no part of that. They just don't want it on the market. So they're going to pay you off. And if you say, no, I'm doing this for the people, they go, okay, man, no problem. And then they send somebody in one night and you don't wake up. So there are people that have this technology and do it personally for themselves, but mass production of this, which isn't overly expensive, it's actually way cheaper and way cleaner than building a, an electric vehicle, that's for sure, they don't do it. They don't do it on the mass because they're afraid they're going to die. Here's what's got to happen, okay? Kim Kardashian has to produce a vehicle that runs on water. 
When that happens, they will not kill her and we'll all have vehicles that run on water. 20 gallons can get you from one end of the United States and back. That's crazy. 20 gallons of any kind of water. It doesn't have to be clean. You can get it out of a lake. Any kind of water. You can piss in these things and they run. This is a real technology that solves all these problems, but you're never going to see it hit the light of day because it's all about control. It's all about money. If you're buying an electric vehicle, remember, you are kind of a whitey now. You are the oppressor. If you're going to virtue signal about all these things, don't forget what you're also doing with your iPhone and your Tesla battery and all the things you think about when it comes to saving planet Earth. It's all BS. You're BS. Electric cars, for the most part, are BS. I think they're cool, but they're not going to save planet Earth. Only Jesus is going to save planet Earth and save everything. Hi-yah! Info Ninja. Ninja.